Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 312. I texted one of my mentors and friends the other day, just saying a simple thank you for how he's led and for his support. And I wanted to share this conversation because it's one of many that inspired this entire episode. He said to me, so many good and wonderful opportunities in our lives. I hope to see you soon. How is being a mama? And here was my response. I said, I was just thinking of this year and was thinking of you this morning while I was living out a scene. I was making pancakes for the family at our new lake house and life is just so good. And it was the simple things. And I realized as it was happening that it was a scene I had envisioned that defined success for me. And it made me think of you. Being a mama is so good. I'm so thankful I gave myself this year to just be free and decide what felt good in the moment. And it's been the best business year and personal year of my life. And I've worked the least amount. Go figure. It's just been so good. Definitely a juggle, but somehow it comes naturally to me and the years that we had to wait to have a kid helped prepare me for it. And he responded, I'm so happy that you are taking time to enjoy life. Almost all of our friends push way too hard and compromise too much sanity. So keep giving yourself time because you're already doing so many things. All of our friends push too hard and compromise too much sanity. What? What a statement. There is so much praise and glory around the notion of hustling so hard that we keep getting to the next level and then the next and then the next, no matter what's at stake or how much time we have to sacrifice, that next level is always there and it's always what we're working towards. It's partially human nature, but also partly due to this hustle mentality and culture that's being crafted around entrepreneurship that's making us believe that hustle equals happiness. When we look at other creatives or entrepreneurs or peers in our industries, we admire the ones who seem to have the discipline and the grit and the sheer drive to push themselves to no end and to work tirelessly to keep growing and achieving and reaching new heights. And if we really think about it, we're only seeing like 1% of their lives and what's really going down and we're glorifying that. It's easy to make us feel like we're not quite doing enough, right? Like we should be grinding like they are and keeping up with what looks like a full-on sprint of a pace. 
You might even be one of those people who enjoys the race of working 50 or 60 hour weeks of signing just one more client before you sign off at 9 p.m. or getting one last email out before your eyes close of earning another 10 grand this year in the hopes of doubling and tripling that in the coming years. The momentum of putting in the work, watching it pay off and gaining success. It's almost addicting, isn't it? We all know that adrenaline pumping, soul filling, butterfly inducing feeling of knocking our goals out of the park and then going on to chase bigger and better ones. It's kind of like this long yearned for spot. Like if you're a business owner, finding that magical motion of continued wins is seriously dreamy. You've probably battled through a lot of mountains and valleys and times of doubt wondering if you could really do this, if the fruits of your labor would really pay off. And I know this because I've lived it. I know the thrill of staying up late to finish just a few more things on my list. I know the desire to be on my phone all hours of the day, responding to DMs, replying to comments, planning out the perfect grid and delivering content in 15 second chunks in order to connect with my audience. I've worked through weekends and early mornings and late nights and have gone months without a single day off, let alone a vacation. And I know that it can all feel wonderfully thrilling until it doesn't. See, there isn't one person in this world that can be in hustle mode 100% of the time. Not Beyonce, not Rachel Hollis, not even Michelle Obama. And we have gotten in the habit of glorifying busy because busyness looks a lot like success. And while there absolutely is a time and a place and a season for hustle, it shouldn't become your autopilot or the thing you glorify in your life. I laugh because the word business reminds me a lot of busyness. And I didn't really become an entrepreneur to be too busy for life. I became an entrepreneur so that I could have freedom. My friend Shanna Skidmore was a great teacher of this concept. Years and years ago, I met her at a conference and she talked about how she had set this monetary goal for her entire year. And once she hit it, she was signing off and enjoying the rest of her year. And in that season, I thought, oh my God, she's totally crazy. Like to me, I thought, wait, you're going to leave money on the table? What's going to happen when you slow down? Why don't you want to see what's possible? I had so many objections at the time, and it took me years to really wrap my brain around how this exact concept could play out in my life. But I'm finally there. I get it. When we can define enough in our world, it frees up our most valuable resource, our time. It gives us the ability to make decisions on how and where we want to spend our time, and it gives us permission to slow down and rest. That's what today's episode is all about, because for all the goal setting and dream chasing we talk about in this space, I think it's equally important to remember that there's real life to live. There's families to snuggle and spend time with, new restaurants to visit, leisurely walks around the neighborhood to take. When you can set a tangible goal and also construct your vision for what enough is for you, you can really begin to build a life that achieves more balance than you might currently have. You'll feel the freedom of not being attached to your email or your phone all hours of the day and instead be empowered to create boundaries in your business and structure in order to really, truly, fully enjoy time off and being unplugged. Finding your enough is about digging into what you really want out of your business, what path you're willing to take in order to get there, and also relishing the time you spend both working and not working. Because when it comes to work, and this is coming from someone who loves her work, mind you, it's not the thing that you're going to look back on at the end of your life and say, wow, I really wish I'd done more of that. I really wish I had spent more time working. 
No. The aim of pinpointing your enough is to allow you to work and curate your version of success based on your vision of what that looks like and to craft a schedule that doesn't burn you out, doesn't steal joy and time from the things you love or leave you feeling like you just need to keep grinding and spinning your wheels a little harder to gain the next level of achievement. What would it look like if you defined enough for you and your business, if you freed up time to explore other passions, side hustles, or simply just rest? How could that change your life? Let's talk about it right now in this episode. Let's find your own threshold of success so you're not measuring yourself against Beyonce level metrics that simply don't apply to the life and the business you're busy creating. Let's get started. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Buffy for supporting Gold Digger. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter the promo code Gold Digger. Thanks to Zazzle for supporting Gold Digger. You're unique, your friends, your family, your home, you're all one of a kind. At Zazzle, you can customize anything and everything. Visit Zazzle.com slash Gold Digger right now to start creating and receive 20% off. When I look at this last year, I've gotten to sit at the table with some of the top entrepreneurs in the world. Most of them happen to be talented men who are out there crushing their goals and making big impacts. And it's been a sheer treat to get to watch the masters at work. One of the exercises we had was to take two minutes and to share one tip, trick, or strategy with the others at the table that we felt like could help the collective group. And I knew exactly what mine was going to be. Because here's the thing, at these masterminds, I get to see masters at work. I get to hear ideas that trick me into wanting more and craft plans and strategies that in the moment, they sound so exciting. But when it comes down to it, it would only tie me up more with busyness. I value those conversations beyond words, but I notice that there's this overarching theme when it comes to highly successful entrepreneurs. In our conversations, I notice a lot of pushing and chasing to reach at next level, to hit that higher net worth, to gain more customers. And for what? I was talking to one of my friends who runs a multi-million dollar company, and he was telling me how so badly he wanted to hit this number in his business. And I looked him in the eyes and I asked him, What's going to actually happen when you hit that number? What in your life will change? And honestly, nothing really would change. And while goals are incredible and important, when I had my two minutes to share, I talked about this very subject, defining enough. I don't care what season of entrepreneurship you're in, if you're about to get started, if you're two years in, if you're a decade into the game, there is always this opportunity for us to take a step back and to really figure out what enough is for us. Your enough isn't just one figure, one category of your business. It's not you saying, once I have 10 steady clients this month, that's enough. Or once I hit six figures in revenue, 
that's enough. Your enough is simply the overarching level of success that you can realistically achieve and would be pleased to reach. This might sound counterproductive, but think of it as your baseline standards. Like what would be the minimum you could achieve this year and be really content with it? And content, guys, is not complacent. Let's not get that confused. Instead of thinking of content as settling, think about what really and truly matters to you. It might be working only four days a week so you can spend one day on a side hobby or a passion project and then two days with family. It very well could be a certain number figure, a dollar amount for your income or a number of clients that you could plausibly hit. But it's not necessarily always a number. And this enough, it's not your forever enough. I want you to remember that too as we talk about it today. I like to revisit what my enough is year to year because it changes with the seasons we're in. When I became a mom, my enough was more focused on outsourcing and spending less time in my business because I wanted to be with my family and soak up the sweet moments of baby snuggles and nursery rhymes and lullabies as much as possible. So enough to me became less focused on time spent in the business and I hired more help, outsourced more tasks and handed over the reins to free up my schedule to be able to enjoy these fleeting and joyous moments of new parenthood. And trust me, when I say this, I know it comes from a place of privilege. Like I am so lucky to just be able to hire more people and to take more time. I get that. But I want for you to see where I'm at right now because it wasn't always this way. Now, my enoughness for this season is measured in time. I wanted enough time with my family and enough hours to do the work that I love. And frankly, this entire year, I've worked part time, like four hours a day max. This year, my enough is defined by time, but it always hasn't been that way. Now, I didn't just up and leave my business or stop caring about the numbers. No way. I still have huge goals and dreams and big measurable aspirations that I want to take on. I still very much value my business entirely and the people who have trusted their own business journeys and growth with me as they've invested in my offers. But my version of enough encompasses how I choose to show up for the big things, connecting intentionally on social media, attending events for brands that matter to me, being the visionary and the voice behind my brand, and then trusting the team I've built over the years to rock out that vision and to run with the implementation of it. Right now, my enough is less to do with dollars in or hours logged or followers gain. My current enough is not something measurable through numbers. That doesn't mean numbers don't still motivate me and my team. It's just that to me right now, enough is having the energy to wake up in the middle of the night to feed my baby. Enough is spending one-on-one time with Drew to reconnect with each other as husband and wife. Enough is getting up and making pancakes and not being distracted by my phone. Enough is delegating 70% of my business to my team and trusting them to run with their own genius spots. Enough is taking a morning walk every day. Enough is fueling my body with movement and good foods and the occasional bag of salt and vinegar chips. Enough is taking a day off to spend time with old friends catching up. See, it's less about these pushes and reaches and going after the biggest goals. To me right now, enough is a feeling. Those things are really important, but your version of enough should create space in your busy life to actually slow down and relook at your priorities. After all, work and success are pretty high priorities for many of us, but I would argue that you wouldn't place them higher than your family or your health or your mental state or your happiness. 
So getting in tune with what is enough for you and then creating boundaries in order to protect that is really what it's all about. You can't expect yourself to hustle, hustle, hustle all day and then be wildly successful and be happy and healthy and showing up for the people that matter all the time. And I know this might feel a little fluffy or confusing. So I want to walk you through an exercise to help you define what enough looks like to you. This should only take about five minutes of your time. So stay with me. You can use the notes on your phone or an old school pen and paper, whatever is most convenient. But do write down these answers in a place that you can look back at and reference when you start to feel overwhelmed or consumed by the rat race. Okay, are you ready? Let's dig in. So first, start by thinking about your perfect workday. Yesterday, I was smiling as I got ready for bed and Drew asked what I was thinking about. And I told him, I said, today was my ideal workday. I woke up at seven. I got in a ride on my Peloton. I had breakfast with the family. I got in a few hours of work. I put Coco down for a nap. I worked until the afternoon when I logged off, went on a walk, and then hung out with the family for the rest of the night. As an entrepreneur, You already know you have a little bit more flexibility and mobility with organizing your day differently than a typical nine to five, or this is a gift, you guys. So maybe in your perfect day, you'd wake up, take a walk, read for a few minutes, enjoy coffee and breakfast with your loved ones, sit down at your desk for the morning, and maybe you'd take a lunch break, run a few errands, or spend the afternoon working from your favorite coffee shop. Maybe you throw a workout somewhere into your day or school drop-off, time spent on a hobby, a book club, yoga class, or something else that's important to you. Regardless, I want you to be realistic about what your day looks like. If you're working that nine to five, what does your ideal day look like? Is it listening to a podcast on the way to the office? Is it taking a walk on your lunch break? No matter what your day or schedule can look like, you can still have an ideal day, at least have a vision for what that looks like. Because once you have a pretty solid vision in your mind for a perfect workday, I want for you to start to write a list of priorities. This is the stuff you would love and really want to, but don't necessarily need to do every day. It could look like prepping healthy food for the day or week moving your body, emptying your inbox, signing a new client, meditating for 10 minutes, having one-on-one time with your partner. These are all things your heart tells you to do every day in both your work and your personal life. But for whatever reason, whether it's time constraints or too much on your plate or a lack of clarity, you're not able to do them all currently. Now, think of a few numbers, and this is going to be different than goal setting, where you think of a big reach, you'd be super thrilled to achieve. This is more like your bare minimums, aka what would be enough for you to be happy and content with. There are going to be a few categories here too. So let's start with the big one, your income. What would be enough money for you to make this year so that you could pay your bills, make payments towards debt, save a little, and have a comfortable amount left over for a bit of fun stuff like eating out or shopping or an annual vacation. This is going to look vastly different for everyone based on your situation, your spouse, anything like that. So don't just put a number down that you think you should be making or you know your friend is making. And also don't put down the number you might have on your goals. If your bare minimum is the same number as your goal number, then your goal simply isn't ambitious enough. We'll talk more about the difference between goals and your enough a little later on. But for now, your income amount is the amount of money you need annually to be comfortable, 
covered, and content. Now it's time to do a little math. Depending on what kind of business you're in, start to decipher the number of clients or customers you would need every year in order to maintain your enough income. Again, it's gonna be most likely less than your goal amount of clients or customers and probably even less than the current amount of people you're serving, which would be good. That means you're currently working above your enough, which most of us are, and there might be potentially space to ease up a bit and allow yourself a bit of a break from time to time. Now you can go so far as to figuring out a rough number of hours per week it would take to maintain that number of clients or customers it takes to hit your enough income. And these numbers, your bare minimum income clients and hours, they define your level of enough as an entrepreneur. They will hold your business as a strong and steady level so that you can be comfortable and pleased with your current state of affairs. We don't talk about contentness. In fact, I used to hate the word content because to me, content felt like settling. But really, content is this feeling of waking up and being like, hey, I'm good. And that's the most beautiful feeling of freedom that you could feel as an entrepreneur. Now, of course, growth and forward motion are important for the overall trajectory of your business, but they're not everything. And that's what this exercise is meant to outline. When you look at your vision of your perfect workday and the priorities you wish and want to be doing every day, what's actually making the cut currently? Are you prioritizing the hustle of digging into your business full time all the time? Or are you actually taking time to back up, back off and incorporate the stuff you want to be doing into every day in your routine? I think a lot of times entrepreneurs let their health go. Like I see so many entrepreneurs who are incredibly unhealthy and they almost wear that busyness as a badge of honor. Like putting 10 hours in behind a computer screen is such an admirable thing. Like we should be glorifying that. But I look at that and I'm like, no, no, no. Like your systems are wrong. You're backwards. You're not doing the things you should be doing, like taking care of yourself and you're running yourself ragged. Like when I think of defining enough, I see a happy, a whole, a content person, not complacent, content. Now, once you know you're enough, you have this kind of freedom and power to know that not everything is riding on your constant pursuit of kicking butt and taking names in your business every single day. Like you can feel assured that taking just one hour of time away from work and infusing other life-giving activities or even just resting in that space every day is not going to send your business plummeting into the ground. That phone you've got sitting in your car cup holder streaming this podcast, what case is it that you have on it? Our phones are like an extension of our arm these days, so why not customize the case that it's in? You can design a totally custom case for your phone and a whole lot more at Zazzle.com slash gold digger. At Zazzle, you can customize anything and everything. There are phone cases, t-shirts, coffee mugs, wedding invites, and that's just scratching the surface. Uploading your own photo or even a business logo is easy and you don't need to order a whole palette of custom tote bags or whatever it is either. Order one or order a ton. Zazzle is a no-brainer for custom gifts this season. Like put a picture of your 
your sister's dog on a throw pillow and watch how excited she is opening that present. Zazzle also makes it easy to customize designs from a popular brands like Disney, Harry Potter, or Sesame Street that you might not be able to find in any store. I just got a new laptop and I wanted a custom laptop case for it. And yep, Zazzle has those too. The Today Show and Good Morning America love Zazzle. Plus, I'm a big fan and I know you will be too. Visit Zazzle.com slash Gold Digger now to start creating and receive 20% off site-wide now through December 31st. Head to Zazzle.com slash Gold Digger for 20% off site-wide. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com slash Gold Digger. You can drink all the coffee you want, invest in the best jade roller and eye masks, and try all the no-sleep secrets to look like you got a solid eight hours the night before, but nothing can imitate an actual amazing night's sleep. We started sleeping with our Buffy Cloud Comforter earlier this year, and Drew and I can both vouch for the improvement in our sleep based on a few important factors. First, our Buffy Comforter is softer than cotton and naturally soothes skin. It's covered in ultra-breathable eucalyptus fabric, which keeps hot sleepers like me cool all night. I used to wake up in the middle of the night and have to throw one of my legs on top of the blankets, but I've noticed that I'm actually sleeping through the night now, and that's super great because Conley's doing the same. The inside of the comforter is different too. It's made from 100% recycled water bottles that are transformed and given a second life as a super fluffy fiber. The average down comforter harms 12 geese, but Buffy's comforter is cruelty-free. After only one year, Buffy has recycled and reused over six million water bottles. That's million with an M. Buffy believes bedding is personal, so they offer a complimentary trial. Try a comforter in your own bed for free. And if you don't love it, return it for free. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter the promo code Gold Digger. That's Buffy.co, promo code Gold Digger for $20 off. Let me share a real life example of this years ago in my business, because something tells me you might be thinking, well, Jenna, it's super easy for you to define your enough at your current level of success. But the truth is I was practicing this even in the early days. Now I shared about how I started as a wedding photographer in the first three years of running my business. I was on this upward trajectory. So I had 25 clients and then 27 wedding clients and then 30 clients. And I was working up and up and up. I was serving more people. I was making more money, but I was also working around the clock. And I found myself at this state of total burnout. If you are listening to this right now and you are exhausted and burnt out, and your eyes hurt from staring at screens every day, and you're pushing, 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 listen up. I remember I was getting in the car after this shoot. It was a Sunday. I had worked every single day that week, and Drew was with me because we were out of town, and I got into the shoot, and I kind of just like collapsed into the car. Like I was weary from working so much, and I remember asking him, do you think they could tell? And he's like, do you think they could tell what? I'm like, do you think they could tell how absolutely exhausted I am? And I remember driving home that night, I fell asleep, Drew's at the wheel. And I I had this kind of epiphany that every yes I was saying to work and clients were a no to my husband. And after that day, I, I started to change and I sat down with Drew and I said, 
screw six figures. I'm done with six figures. I I've hit it. Nothing changed. I'm only working more and I don't even have time to enjoy the extra money. I said, what would it look like if I booked half the amount of clients next year? If I cut back from 30 weddings to 15 and hundred thousand dollars to 50 heck, we were happy when I made $50,000. We were overjoyed and we had time and energy. And Drew and I made this decision. I said, screw six figures. I'm done with it. I want to go back to 50K. And I did that. And honestly, it was in that next year when I finally had time back that I started to discover different passions and different things that I was really good at. In fact, it was the year that changed everything for my business. I ended up tripling my income because I was creating new avenues of bringing in money. I was pursuing new passions and learning new crafts. Now at that season, I realized that my level of enough wasn't just about money. It was about getting back time. And I had no clue that when I actually freed up time, I would explore and learn and discover more ways to make money. Like, isn't that crazy powerful? When you know you're enough and when you know where you would rather be spending your time and energy, you can begin to reconfigure your work days to incorporate those priorities you would love to be focusing on every day. And you can do it without stressing out or feeling like your business is going to backslide or fail just by focusing on a few other important parts of your life. If you can't see yourself doing exactly what you're doing today, five years, 10 years from now, I cannot encourage you more to really follow through on this and define your enough when it comes to clients and work and money so that you can free up your time in order to pursue other avenues or passions and discover what could be next for you. You will never be able to pivot if you don't first give yourself the time to figure out what that will look like or how you will execute that. I was willing to cut my salary in half, to live on way less, to live a way less extravagant life and just go back to normal in order to get my time back. And I discovered then that time is the biggest non-renewable source that we have, but it is also the most precious gift we can give ourselves. I would never be where I am today if I hadn't defined enough and cut back all those years ago. I likely and easily could have just kept on that rat race of more, more, more with work and weddings and income, and I would have never discovered my other passions or pursued ways to grow and scale and create passive income. My life would look wildly different today if I had not drawn that line in the sand at that point of enough and cut back. Can you see how once you have a clear idea of what your enough is, you can step out of a place of overworking yourself or desperately trying to climb to the next level and instead be content with where you are at and have time to dream and work towards where you are going. Not only is it a better mindset for you, but it'll more likely open more doors for your business when you're not approaching it from this stressed out, maxed out space. When it comes to my enough, there are four driving themes that I make sure to keep in mind. Let's get into them, shall we? Number one, your goals should not dictate your enough. (laughs) This podcast is called Goal Digger. Great, right? But determining your enough should free up your mind and allow you to feel okay with not hustling all day, every day. But it shouldn't actually take the place of your goals. 
Right now, I'm in a season of contentness, being a mom, working part-time, supporting my community, but being more offline. But right before I sat down to record this episode, I sent a voice text to a girlfriend sharing three audacious goals I have for my business. These are my goals. They fire me up and they're more long-term, sure, but they don't change the fact that right now I can sit and be content without fearing that I've gone complacent. Your enough is the baseline for what you need to keep things running well, while your goals are the ambitions and the lofty pursuits to grow to that next level. When you're working from an enough-based mindset, you can still go after your goals. There's just not quite the same urgency and desperation to achieve them, which some schools of thought would say will actually make them more easy and pleasant to achieve. I shared those goals and then said, by the time I'm 40, which is like nine years away, but just because I'm living in my enough space, it doesn't mean I've stopped dreaming for my future. I mean, goal digging should be fun, not frantic, right? Still though, when we focus on doing our best in our businesses and allowing ourselves to pursue hobbies and rest and family time and health, this only adds up to better circumstances to actually achieve your goals. Doesn't it just sound and feel so much better to set a goal and maybe give yourself double the amount of time to achieve it than you normally would in order to keep your promise to yourself to maintain your enough baseline? Slow growth, deep roots, my friends. Slow growth, deep roots. Don't forget it. If we're living from a place where our goals are the end all be all, where they become our enough, they're no longer goals. They're non-negotiables. And this becomes problematic because if we happen to kill ourselves working overtime to achieve them and then fall a little bit short, our entire self-image goes flying down the toilet with the goal itself. But if you live in a healthy place of knowing what your enough is, prioritizing the things you want to prioritize, taking care of yourself and reaching for your goals when you have the bandwidth and the wherewithal, then the journey itself becomes a blessing and an achievement. Your worth isn't riding on whether or not you achieve the goal. Next, time and money are your biggest indicators of enough. While my current measure of enough has more to do with lifestyle than numbers, when it comes down to it, we all have a baseline of how much money we need to make in order to make our ends meet. And most of us have a number of hours it takes to achieve that. Can I tell you something really crazy? I never dreamed that I would reach this level of success. When people have vision boards and talk about manifestation and stuff, I love it, but I could have never pinned this life to a board because I didn't even know it was possible. Going into this year, I set a huge goal that I'm honestly a little hesitant to share, but I set this goal of saving enough money that I could retire any day I woke up and didn't want to do this anymore. Like right now, I do not have to be sitting in a closet recording this, but the beauty in this is that anything you see me doing, whether it's recording this show or being at a meet and greet or launching a new course or going on vacation with my family, it's purely because I want to. I set a number and defined a version of enough that would allow us to just float away into the abyss of life and retire for good. And I hit it, which to me is the ultimate level of freedom that's possible with entrepreneurship so that I could refocus my time on the things that are most important to me, which is my family and serving my community well. 
If you're not sure what you'd like more of in your day-to-day and you're feeling like you're working yourself to the bone, start there with the time and money piece, focusing on the money first so that once you hit that number, the rest of your time can go towards other passions or your family or serving your favorite causes or napping on the couch. Once you know how much you realistically need to be making to get by, you might realize that there are a lot of areas in your work where you can ease off of or outsource or make less urgent. Number three, where to create boundaries once you know you're enough. Guys, I'm having a little vulnerability hangover from sharing my retirement goal thing. And don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just waking up each day with the option to show up and I keep choosing it because I love what I do. But after you define your enough, you might realize you're juggling way too much or overextending yourself or you're making yourself miserable by pushing yourself day in and day out. This is when the creation of boundaries and self-care come into play. And I don't mean face masks and bath bombs kind of self-care. Odds are you're working far beyond what your enough requires of you. Most entrepreneurs assume that stance naturally. We love to have a lot on our plates. A lot of times we are achievers who feel importance through doing. Heck, it feels good to be needed and to be achieving and problem solving often, but it starts to not feel so good when our bodies are neglected, when our minds are foggy and frazzled, when we can't even string together a coherent sentence, let alone a captivating and converting Instagram caption. Have you been there? You have. Finding your enough is just the first step towards freedom. The next is a little tougher, creating boundaries to protect it. If you're enough says you only need to realistically be working 30 hours a week, but you know an extra four to five are needed to steadily climb towards your goal without maxing yourself out, honor that. Give yourself a 35 hour cap each week. Sure, you probably have more time that you could be working during the week, but there's also probably a lot of other things that you would like to be and should be doing too, but you haven't prioritized them because they don't feel as productive as working and achieving does. Or maybe you're a late night schemer and dreamer and it feels exhilarating to make plans and brainstorm business ideas well past your bedtime till you wake up exhausted and drained the next morning and morning conversations with your family feel more irritating than invigorating and you go through the motions of your morning responsibilities until you've had at least two cups of coffee to wake you up. Your enough probably tells you that you don't really need to be up all hours of the night working and that early mornings connecting with your fam are really where you'd like your focus to be. Set boundaries, guys. Give yourself a no technology after 10 p.m. rule. Designate an hour a day for emails. Create routines and habits that reinforce what it takes to maintain your enough and make space and time for your priorities outside of work. Then when your rest is refilled and your family time is fueled and your priorities are taken care of and your boundaries are honored, the leftover bits and pieces of time can be used for dreaming and tackling those big goals at a pace that feels good, not urgent or frantic. One little exercise that might be helpful for you visual learners is to make a two column chart. On the left, want for you to write a list of the tasks or occasions that have overextended you or have impacted your non-work life in the last month. That list might say pulling in all night or rewriting website copy or answering a work-related email at dinner or agreeing to an all-weekend event. 
on the right, write down your biggest wins for the last month. Maybe they were landing a new dream client or increasing sales or growing your Instagram following X percent. Now draw a line from the task to the big win that it helped you achieve. If you're struggling to find a connection between answering an email at dinner and making a big win in your business, that's a whole point. While the exercise is simple and actually kind of a mind game, my point is for you to consider what is actually pouring into your business in the way that it needs to be poured into. That email response impacted your evening with your spouse and family, but for what? There's no line leading to a big win. There's no need to be overextending yourself when you've identified your enough. And number four, how to make adjustments to your current work style once you have your enough. Now, the thing I love about defining and knowing my enough is that it's allowed me to outsource, delegate, and hand my trust over to others. I always say nothing in my business is urgent. Like literally today, a member on my team had to go to the doctor because she wasn't feeling well. She told me, don't worry, I'll be back online after my appointment. And I literally told her, log off, rest. Nothing is urgent. It'll all still be here when you're back and feeling better. Yes, I want to help and impact others. Yes, I want to experience growth, but nothing needs to happen right now. I sat and rocked my baby for an hour while she was fighting a nap and just slowed down enough, even though I had things to check off my list because I reminded myself, it can wait. It almost always can wait. I'm not curing cancer or getting people up into space. Resting in this non-urgency has created this okayness and acceptance to bring in helping hands, to take a step back, to feel the permission to say no, to elongate trips. Like I can always be more hands-on if I really want or need to, but for now, my enough is more about maintaining my business and serving my audience where they're at while I raise my little girl and keep these precious moments of her quickly passing first months close to my heart. You might also have this shift after you realize you're enough. Maybe you do need to be spending 60 hours on projects and client work a week to maintain your enough, but maybe that means you can hire an assistant or some other contractor to take on 20 hours of that work at a lower rate so that you can spend time doing the stuff you love in your business and in your life, the stuff that only you can do. See that shift? Like finding your enough helps you to see the big picture. What really matters is your happiness and your health not an insane surge in business advancement or reaching another level of success by working all hours or days of the night. At the two masterminds that I've attended this year, I really walked away with this feeling of groundedness. Like maybe my business wasn't the biggest business or the highest earning, but I felt like my fulfillment in life was the biggest. And to me, that was a measure of success. I would leave those events and I would have a list of things I could be doing. I could write a book. I could go on a book tour. I could tour with my podcast. I could speak on stages across the country. But all of those things took me away from my enough, which for me right now is time with my family. There's so many other things I could be doing to get me ahead, to get me to that next level. But that next level just isn't appealing in this season. And I recognize and I honor that. And so today I want to challenge you. What is enough in your business, in your life? What would it look like if you, for the next quarter, just said, I'm only going to work at my enough level to free up time, to pursue other passions, to pivot, to be with your family, to disconnect more, to be more present? What would that look like? 
Because I had no idea all those years ago that when I finally defined my enough and I was willing to live on less, that I would actually get exponentially more, that it would change the trajectory of my business and my life for all of the next years. If I wouldn't have drawn that line in the sand all those years ago, I would not be sitting where I am at the age of 31 with the ability to retire any day of the week, any day I wake up and say, I don't want this anymore. I want for you to live in your enough because when you do, you wake up and you feel grounded. You feel alive. You feel present. You don't feel frantic or urgent. When you know you're enough, you'll be able to really hone in on your priorities and actually make time for them on a daily basis. You'll be able to craft a schedule that encourages balance over hustle and happiness instead of climbing to that next rung of success. Because guess what? That next rung is going to be there and the next and the next and the next. And while, yes, we all want to be successful, I'd encourage you to start thinking of success as offering the value of your business to others while simultaneously creating space to take care of you and all that you need to be content, healthy, and to live a full life. There are times and places and seasons of hustle, absolutely, but that shouldn't be your autopilot. There's way more important things than another few grand in income or a few hundred addresses on your email list anyways, right? I am all about digging goals, but what about that goal of living in the space of enough and contentedness? Until next time, goal diggers, keep on digging those goals, but take a step back and really look at what is enough for you. You are enough. You are worthy. You are doing enough. You simply being are enough. Remember that. Thanks for listening to the Goal Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.